0: All right, we have just wrapped up last week or the week before um, kind of a personality um, testing of our body, uh, the DISC test. We've learned kind of personality-wise what we are and why we are like we are and what our weaknesses are, what our strengths are, and what each other's weaknesses and strengths are and how to kind of play to that. Um, and I, after hearing many, many of you talk, it's really, I, I feel like the Lord has really shined the light onto you, onto your personality and given you maybe hope for who you are. I can tell you that for years and years I have fought who I was. And, um, you know, it's because I am the way I am doesn't give me free, doesn't give me liberty to go and hurt people because I am the way that I am. No, I've got to learn to, how to operate in what God's given me. What we're going to start looking at tonight and for the next few weeks are spiritual gifts, are the, manifest, the, the manifestation gifts, the gifts of the Spirit, the things that the Holy Spirit give us, the things that God the Father give us, and the things that Jesus Christ gives us. There's three sets of gifts. Tonight we're going to just briefly look at all three, but the focus of this series is going to be just on one set of the gifts. Um, And that is um, the motivational gifts from Romans chapter 12. So I got a lot to cover. You guys hang in there with me. This is going to be a process. After about two weeks, we're going to get into each gift. And each night, we're going to take a short 20-question test on each gift. And it's going to, once we get started on those gifts, it's going to take us seven weeks to get through all seven gifts. And for you to take those 20 questions, and we're going to take them while you're here. But it's just going to be a little section each night. So I want to encourage you, come, find out what your spiritual gifting is. And get some understanding of why you are like you are. It's going to be based right out of Romans chapter 12. But you got to be here. If you miss, I'll catch you up. I'll get you the test and let you, let you take it. But you don't want to have the understanding. We, we need to have the understanding. We need to have the Word of God to speak into our hearts to help us um, be transformed into what God's trying to do in our life. Amen? All right. If you have a basket of apples and you have a basket of oranges and you have a basket of bananas... What have you got? You don't have a basket of apples. You have a basket of fruit. Right? So it is the same thing with these three categories of gifts in the New Testament. Now listen to me. These are all from the New Testament. All three gifts are composed of, all three groups are composed of gifts. But like the fruit in the basket, each gift, each set of gifts are unique and distinct from the others they have different purposes they are for different reasons one of these groups of God-given gifts holds the key to understanding so much about yourself why you think and act the way that you do how you relate to other people in the circumstances around you and what makes you the special individual that you are this group of gifts will be the focus of our series, and we primarily start by looking. Uh, it comes from this scripture in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. Now, this is a different translation that I've ever preached from. This is going to be from the Amplified, so it's going to be a little bit different. Many of you may already study the Amplified, but um, I'm not used to all the things in parentheses. In fact, I was reading it, and, and I was reading it online, and I thought someone had made their own little, they were making their own little statements because I wasn't getting it. And then as I studied and studied and studied, I realized this is the Amplified. This is just different. So it's good. It's going to broaden your perspective a little bit. So 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10 from the Amplified. As each of you has received a gift, you have received a gift, the particular spiritual talent, a gracious divine endowment, employ it for one another as befits... As good trustees of God's, many, of God's many-sided grace, faithful stewards of extremely diverse powers and gifts granted to Christians by unmerited favor. Every one of us have received a gift, and we are to employ it for one another. It's not just for you. It's for you to interact with each other and for you to bring something to the table. When, when me and you, individually, me and you, Coy, get together, I bring something that you don't have, you bring something that I don't have. And we become more complete by being together. Same thing with my wife. The, the two of us are completely different, but when we, when we show up together and learn to work together, we are stronger together than we ever could be on our own. We're stronger, I believe that two are stronger than, we are, than the two of us are individually the two of us together. It's multiple. One can put 1,000 to flight. Two can put 10,000 to flight. Everyone has been given a gift. Say, I have a gift. I have a gift. Yes, you do. I agree. Here also is a command to employ it for the benefit of others. We can be confident that God would not command us to use something that we don't have. We have it. So how do we get it? The Greek word for gift in this verse is charisma, defined in the Greek dictionary as a divine gratuity, a spiritual endowment, a free gift. So this is not something that we can earn. In fact, there's a command that tells us that we are not to try to deserve it, but to use it. This kind of gift is a possession, something already given to each one of us by God at our creation. So tonight I want to uh, briefly mention all three sets of gifts. Now this is gonna, this is gonna take me just a little bit. So hang in there with me. We're gonna. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter twelve, and. I'm, not, I, I'm usually a very far ahead planner. I have not planned far enough ahead to see when we finish the motivational gifts, will we go into these other two sets of gifts. I think I kind of would like to. But for now, we're just going to be focusing on the third one that I mentioned tonight. This is the manifestation gifts. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit, "...for good and profit. To one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom, and to another the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit." Verse 9, "...to another wonder-working faith by the same Holy Spirit, to another the extraordinary powers of healing." By the one spirit, verse 10. to another, the working of miracles; to another prophetic insight, or the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose; to another, the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterance of true spirits and false ones; to another various kind of unknown tongues; to another, the ability to interpret such tongues. These are nine gifts, and I'm going to break them down for you. Nine gifts list, listed here. Number one, the word of wisdom. And I'm going to let these just go ahead and roll, and then we're going to talk about each one just briefly. The word of wisdom, a revelation of wisdom beyond natural human wisdom that enables a person to know what to do or say. How many of you believe this is so needed in the church? Have you ever encountered someone who gave you that word that you needed? It may not have even been a thus saith the Lord. You're just talking to one another. You're just having a relationship. And all of a sudden, this this wisdom gets dropped right on you. Guys, this should be an operation in the church. All of these. Second, word of knowledge, which is a revelation of information for a person group, or situation that could not have been known by any natural means. Has anyone ever experienced that? Has anybody ever, have you ever been in church or out in Walmart for that matter, and somebody just flat reads your mail? And I'm not talking about some psychic nonsense. I'm talking this person has heard from God and is speaking directly into your life, something that no one else could have known. It is It is awesome. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it just uh, will wake you up. The third one, faith. The kind of wonder-working faith that moves mountains and waits expectantly for results. I love being around people that have great faith. You know, it's just kind of that encouragement and that, that courage that you need to push through. You can do this. I believe in you. Gifts of healings, the many different ways and varieties of degrees in which God manifests healings, the working of miracles, the demonstration of power and action of God that goes beyond natural laws, prophecy, and anointed proclamation of God through an individual to encourage, exhort, or comfort. Now, I want to stop just a second. So many times somebody prophesies in the church and there's a little bit of cringing, oh no. Do you know that it says in in the Word of God that God desires prophecy over all the other gifts? He desires prophecy. He desires His manifest Word to come forth in the church. So when you hear it, do like E.F. Hutton. Listen. Do you all remember those commercials? Listen. The Spirit of God is speaking, and most of the time, at least in our church, those that are given prophecies are seasoned. Whenever I hear a a prophecy come from someone that I don't know at all, I test it. I test even the prophecies that come from John and from my mother and from David Tremblay and from those that will give them sometimes. I still am am required to test them. But when someone's been tested over and over and over, your faith starts to grow. You start to believe that the Word of the Lord is coming forth. And listen up. Listen up. When the tongue and interpretation was given, listen Discerning of spirits, a person's ability to perceive what type of spirit is in operation in a given situation. Various kinds of tongues, the languages directed to God, given to the believer by the Holy Spirit, but not learned or understood by the speaker. And then the interpretation of tongues, the supernatural ability to express the content of what's been spoken in tongues. Now, what's neat is someone can give a tongue and someone else give the interpretation. Many times the person giving the tongue gives the interpretation, but not always. If a tongue's given, everybody be patient and be quiet and start praying, Lord, give it. What is it? If there is no interpretation, then it has to stop. And I will tell you, I have no problem saying, that's enough, let's move on. Paul has given us very strict instructions on how to handle it. If a tongue is given be quiet hear the interpretation if there's no interpretation then it needs to stop but we get the interpretation two weeks ago three weeks ago we had two tongues and interpretations it's not the time to think oh Lord where's this church going no oh Lord bring it on what have you you are moving this is a sign that you are here you are showing us that you're here uh, the problem is a lot of times the churches want to run. God shows up and the church runs. Don't run. Listen. The word of God says, "Abide. Abide in me. Don't run when I move. Abide in me. I want to encourage you. when a tongue or when a prophecy comes, thank, start getting thankful and listen. This might be for me. Be quiet. This might be for me, what they say. Because we don't have it microphoned. We don't have it recorded. So you better listen up. It's the most important word that's come for the day. What's being spoke up here isn't as important as what God's speaking. You guys aren't near as excited as you should be. When God speaks, can you imagine if God, the Father, or Jesus Christ, or the Holy Spirit stepped on stage and spoke? Would you listen? When he manifests himself in this church, that's just what he's doing. Can we look at prophecy in tongues as, I believe the Lord is wanting to speak to us today. What are you saying, God? I want you to know our prayer team is praying for it. Our prayer team is praying that the Spirit of God will move in this church and move in your life and impact you and change you and help you get out of what you're going through. Well, when God moves to get you out, don't run off. God's trying to rescue you. It's good. All right, manifestation gifts. Because Paul used the Greek word, uh, I, don't, I can't say it, phanerosis meaning an exhibition, an expression, or a manifestation. This concept is like a water pipe through which water flows from a source through the pipe and to a person who takes a drink. Now listen, the pipe is not the recipient of the water, but it's only the conduit. The person who drinks the water is the recipient. In other words, Paul defines these supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit at work through a believer. These manifestation gifts are God manifesting Himself, and it has to happen through His believer. We're just a conduit that He works through. If I happen to have a manifestation of healing, then God works through me to lay hands on you, and you receive the healing. I was nothing more than a conduit to be worked through. Some people walk in that kind of manifestation. There are people, um, and I forgot the names right now, but there are people who are just great. Um, God works as great healers through them through, throughout their entire life. Then there are other times where someone has, has that ability. There's just a moment. It's just a moment that God moves. So all of these gifts, I can operate through. I don't all the time. I don't most of the time, but I can. You can operate through tongues. You can operate through prophecy. You can operate through healing. When you're at work and the Lord and you hear someone is sick, let me tell you, lay your hands on that person, Father in Jesus' name. Just like that child, John, are you still in here? That that child be free of cancer in Jesus' name. The little child that's on chemotherapy. We just pray for a manifestation of God's healing power right now over that child. You've already prayed. I believe that the Lord is already moving, but go ahead and do it again. Can anybody get excited to think you are equipped for whatever moment you are facing? You don't have to have a burning bush land on you. You are equipped. Why? Because you are filled with that same spirit just like Jesus. You are filled with that, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You've got that. When you show up, that's here. Now, Lord, I will be a conduit that you can work through. Help me to recognize when that happens and let me move. Whew, I'm getting excited. Supernatural manifestations of the Holy Spirit, Paul's talking about, through a believer. These listings of gifts do not match the 1 Peter four ten reference, since these gifts flow through a believer but do not become the possession of the person. Do y'all get that? The gifts that we're going to be talking about is, has been given to you. These gifts flow through you. Also, no one can dictate when the gift is to be operated. The Holy Spirit is the source and the one in charge of the gift, working through an available and expectant vessel. I can just tell you, I want to go back into this. It's got me excited. I don't know about y'all. It got me excited. All right, second set of gifts, ministry gifts. Man, I'm out of time. I am going to finish. Ephesians 4, you got your Bibles? Ephesians 4, chapter 11. This word gift in verse 8, it says that he ascended on high. He gave gifts doma. Unto men, King James meaning literally a present. Looking at this verse in context, we see that after Jesus ascended to the Father, he presented gifts of people who were called and gifted to lead and train the rest of the body of Christ. Many versions don't repeat this implied word gift in verse 11, but the Amplified does. So let's look at it, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. So we just saw the first set of gifts were from the Holy Spirit right? This set of gifts are from Jesus, and His gifts were varied. He Himself appointed and gave men to us, some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, and some pastors, shepherds of His flock, and teachers. It's important to note that in this verse, the word men from the Amplified, or if you look at the New American Standard Version, it's the word some, are used in the same sense of mankind, meaning men and women. Therefore, both can be domas. What did domas mean? Domas, gifts. Gifts to minister to the body of Christ. These gifts. Let's look back at those real quick. The ministry gifts versus the apostle. This is the one who establishes and strengthens churches. The prophet, one who speaks forth the message of God. Number three, the evangelist, one who is called to preach the gospel. Number four, the pastor, one who feeds and shepherds the believers. And finally, the teacher the one who instructs believers in the Word of God. Now, I believe that we have all five of these inside this church right now. We don't have to go looking for these five men and women. They're here. They are, they are one of you. You are one of them. You know, you have been, there. there is an apostle in this church, there is a prophet. I can tell you, we've had a couple people, and Justin Grant is one that I would just about label a prophet. I don't know that you've ever been around him, but if you can get him flowing, and let me tell you, he has the ability to, um, what's the word when you give somebody kind of what you have? Impart. He has been imparting part of his gifting to my son. I know it because he didn't get it from me. He comes home operating in a way that I don't operate. And it blows me away, and he's getting it, I believe, from Justin. It is from the Lord. Listen to me, church. God is going to work in this church through you. And we are going to have godly impact on each other. We are supposed to. These gifts that we've been given haven't been given just for us. It's for each other. The gift that God has given me is so that I can help the church. Help each other. The gifts that you have have been given to you to help the church. Um, Ben Crace is another prophet. I don't know if y'all know Ben Crace. He's now in in Kuwait. But, um, man, sometimes when he comes walking up, I'm like, oh, no. What is he going to say? And I'm telling you, I can call him out on the spot, take him somebody that he has never seen before, and start praying with him, and nail it. Man, I love to see that operate. I love to see the gifts of God in operation. I just sit there, and I'm just, I need popcorn and a drink, and I'm just, Man. Did you hear that one? That was good. I am not kidding. I sit back and I'm just, I'm just gonna stick around and listen, okay? Okay. Here it is. Lord bring the prophet, the evangelist, the apostle, the pastor, the teacher here. Let it be in operation all fivefold in this place. Um, these here, uh, and I, unfortunately, uh, um, they should be not capitalized, but I have them in all caps to look cool. Lowercase to emphasize that these are not titles, but functions. These are not titles, but functions. A person does not become a prophet by the name, by, give, by being given the name. Rather, he becomes a prophet as he develops his God-given ability to function in prophetic-like ways, responding to God's specific call with a willing heart. And the purpose of these gifts are clear. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, and I'm almost done. It says that he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. He has given these to us in order to build up His kingdom, His body, His church. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. These gifts could easily be called equipping gifts. Enabling the saints or believers to do the work of the ministry. So that Christ's body on earth, the church, can function as His true representative. Therefore, these gifts are not the possessions, the things that belong to us, spoken in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. Rather, they are people who are gifted to be equippers of the rest of the body. All right. Now, motivational gifts. This is where we're going to be staying the next few weeks. Romans chapter 12. Please, if you've got your Bibles, let's get that one out. Romans chapter 12. Am I wearing you out with data tonight? Okay, I'm almost done. Having gifts, faculties, talents, qualities that differ according to the grace given us, let us use them. Now, can you already see it's been given to us? These have been given to us. These are personal. These affect our personality. They are who we are. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my life has been try to change my personality. I can't do it. If I quack like a duck and I sound like a duck and I waddle like a duck, then I'm probably a duck. I may try to look like a dog, but eventually my duck comes out. He, who is, he whose gift is prophecy, let him prophesy according to the proportion of his faith. He whose gift is practical service, let him give himself to serving. He who teaches, to teaching. He who exhorts or encourages... To his exhortation, he who contributes, let him do it in simplicity and liber- liberal in liberality. He who gives aid and superintends with zeal and singleness of mind, he who does he who does acts of mercy with genuine cheerfulness and joyful eagerness. Again, this word "gift" here is charisma, the same word from First Peter four ten. We believe that this is a list of category of gifts that Peter was referring to when he said we were to employ, employ these gifts to benefit one another. And I want you to remember Romans chapter 12, we just read it, encourages us to use them. I like that because that kind of confirms my motto. Why don't you do something? Don't warm a pew. Don't fuss about what's going on. Do something. The time you get to work is the time that you start to really find find God moving in your life. Do something. God says, I've given you these gifts to use them. Use them. Use them. The list of gifts here are the focus of this series. These are gifts that we possess. These are gifts that God has built into us and made a part of us to be used for the benefit of others and for His glory. Like all others, they are grace gifts. We don't deserve them. We don't earn them. We don't have to work for them. They are given to us. but Because God loves us. And since they provide the motivating force in our lives, they have been called motivational gifts. You get me operating in my gift, I am highly motivated. You can hardly stand me (laughs) because I am highly motivated and driven when I am locked into what God has called me to be. It's like a tractor beam. Man, once I hit what I've been called to do, everybody get out of the way. I am plowing ahead. When you, are caught, when you get locked into what you are called to do, man, doesn't it feel good? I feel like I have a purpose. I have a reason. I need a purpose. Our motivating force of our life, and these shape our personality, and God has created us with a free will, we can choose to use our motivational gift appropriately, or we can choose to neglect them, or we can choose to abuse them. I have done all. I have abused it, I have neglected it, and I have used it. To be able to choose... To use these gifts according to the will of God, it's important to have some understanding of what they are and how they function. Right now, let's look at these gifts very quickly, and I'll close. Did I not bring that scripture up to y'all? Sorry. Oh, uh, did y'all see on the prayer list? Is it not on here? I can't believe it's not on here. Uh, Zach and Bethany had their baby. Yeah, six pounds something. Little uh, Benny uh, Cora. Everybody knows. Benny Cora. Uh, Zach, the, uh, he's on staff with us as an administrator. Um, it's his fifth child. I mean, he is nuts. I thought I was nuts, but he's more nuts. Um, five kids, they're already back home. Uh, doing great. Uh, so, Anyway. First one, perceiver. The perceiver. Let me let this finish so you aren't glued to it. All right. One who clearly perceives the will of God. We have purposely chosen this word perceiver rather than prophet to avoid confusion since the same root word is also used in the other two categories of gifts. Also in today's culture, the word prophet has rather ominous or unfavorable connotations. So the perceiver. As I read these, I want to go into them, but I'm not going to. Number two, the server, one who loves to serve others. Another appropriate word for the server is the doer. Number three, the teacher, the researcher, the one who likes to communicate truth. Uh, And it can be interchanged with, like I just said, the researcher, since since that motivation is so strong. Number four, the exhorter, one who loves to encourage others to live in a victorious life. These extremely positive people who can equally as well be called encouragers. I am going to stop here for just a second and talk about an encourager. David Trumbly is one of the biggest encouragers I have ever seen in my life. And he came on as a deacon right at my lowest place. And I believe God brought him here and he's been here for years, but I believe God brought him here for that time with me. He's, he was in my house past midnight a couple nights. He washed mine and Elizabeth's feet. Him and Beth washed our feet in our house. I'm telling you what, the guy was operating in his gift. Wasn't ashamed of it. Didn't stop. And how I, how I so desire to see, uh, and, I, and I'm really giving a big plug to the, uh, the encourager, Every one of these gifts have that kind of impacting power. And I just want to give a shout-out to David Tremblay. He has moved out to Texas with his family, and God bless him. Number five is the giver, one who loves to give time, talent, energy, and finances, and means to benefit others and advance the, the gospel. Another word for them is a contributor. Number six is the administrator, One who loves to organize, lead, or direct. Another word would be facilitator or leader. And then finally, compassion. One who shows compassion, love, and care to those in need. We say compassion instead of mercy because that's a little bit more of today's language. Um, But that's where we're going. And you are going to be strong Maybe in more than one, just like we did the disc, you were maybe a mixture of, of two, maybe three. You're going to be high in a few, low in some others. Let me tell you, I'm extremely high in some and extremely low in others and in the middle on some others. And that's uh, just who we are. God, what did you do? Did you mess up when you made me? No, I didn't mess up. I made you just the way I wanted. Okay, let's figure out why and how we operate. And how we can operate and help each other rather than drive each other crazy. Amen? That's where we're going. Uh, next week, I'll just continue this kind of intro. We'll kind of go into the gifts and context. And the week after that, I believe we will start uh, with the perceiver. Okay? So am I kind of getting am I kind of leaving you hanging? Yeah, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I can't teach it all in one night. So keep coming. All right? So, y'all stand up with me and let's pray together. Father, again, I want to thank you for how you've made us. I thank you that you are our creator. You are our redeemer and our deliverer. You are our healer. You are the lover of our souls. I thank you, Lord, that you love us. You created us in love. And God, you are perfect. I thank you that our creator is perfect. And that you have made us our way for a reason. And Lord, I thank you that as we gain knowledge of your word, that we gain understanding of who we are. We are your children. Put on this earth to help one another. Put on this earth to have victory. Just thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, I just ask you to just teach us Holy Spirit, teach us over these next seven, eight weeks, and Lord, let us receive what it is that you're trying to say to us. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Sorry I kept you a little bit late tonight. God bless y'all. Hey, come for VBS. Come Sunday morning. You to have a great service.